everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons movie. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I am ready to get into stereotypes and Homer being a jerk. Seems like something we talk about a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, highs and lows uh, in this, this second part. We This is our second part of our three-episode uh look at the simpsons movie we are we, this is part two tackling roughly the middle half hour of the movie uh highs and lows <laughs> highs and lows there's there's some there's some really good stuff in here there like, is we're gonna get to it but man there's also some really horrific stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not great uh we are brought to you by sports on patreon support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpsons show all one word uh support us there uh two dollars a month gets you access to all of our bonus content uh a little bit extra gets you episodes early uncut so you hear matt curse all the time he's just a i do not rarely occasionally it just fountains out of me <laughs> fountains that's a awful i don't like to think of that we have someone to thank matthew the greatest people in the world yeah yeah uh matt matt seton matt Sutton, matt thank you matt Thank you, Matt, for joining the the secret society of Matts who enjoyed The Simpsons. There are dozens of us. Dozens. It's probably more than dozens, Matt. There's a lot of Matts in the world. There are a lot of Matts in the world. Um, so, we're, we're doing movie part two. I am not going to repeat all the stuff I said at the beginning of movie part one. Uh, go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear that stuff. Uh, but we did leave where we left off the movie. Uh, Springfield was just covered in a giant dome. And uh, Russ Cargill did a little monologuing explaining why uh, that's when we we stopped. Uh, the <laughs> this second part begins with the news report. It's time for the fallout. It's time for fallout. It, it's it's a uh, it, this episode this this movie the movie does pretty much follow a, a, a three act structure here, uh, and I tried to adhere to it as as much as I could, uh, and also give us roughly the same amount of material to cover every week so we get a news report kent brockman um on the dome about the struggles they're they're starting to face things haven't gotten bad yet they're little hints of uh of the trouble that is about to to come uh we we but we get a little bit more uh foreshadowing here where we see marge noticing maggie on the outside of the dome uh which is revealed she is traveling back and forth through the sinkhole that's under the sand pit which don't think saying say, I don't think uh, sinkholes work like that, but you would be correct. They do not. But, um, you know, but we, we can work with that. I live in Florida. Florida has a lot of sinkholes. I think sinkholes just a big hole. There's no you don't travel. <laughs> you don't go nowhere. You go into the ground and that's it. You just go down. Um, but she tries to show Homer. Homer is a tremendous idiot. Um, Homer, an idiot. No, I know, Matt. It's 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 not. I don't know. I don't mind it. As much, I think this is like I think this. The, some of our uh, patrons may have made this point in our in their uh, comments in the news group, the reviews. Um, if there's still time to leave them, if you guys want to, have made this point about how this is what this movie is what like the teen seasons would look like if they spent time on plotting and character and, and making like things more airtight. Um, there would still be holes there. This I think is what you're getting at. There would still be weird craziness that doesn't seem to make sense but the plot would at least not be completely derailed by that no and there's still be character and there's still be stuff that homer is this is 100 percent 
at least so far. I, I, I haven't watched it, the movie in a while, so I haven't gotten a third act. The third act of the movie, the last half hour or so, we're going to do that next week. And I know Homer redeems himself so, some, somewhat in that, but the, through the first hour of this movie, Homer, this is Homer from season 17, whatever it is. You know, this is, there's no trace of the Homer of the golden years. He is. No, because Homer does not act like a real person ever for any reason. No, he, he is a, he is a, uh, uh, just a literal personification of id in this. Well, yeah, because we, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, but Homer literally sees his reflection in the in the dome and thinks that the reflection is him, and that's like a dog. Like that's what a dog. Like even like smarter dogs even know know what reflections are. <laughs> like if you get a smart they dog, do. they're gonna go, "That's not me. That's a reflection of me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know. They realize that Homer is that stupid. Um, but hey, it's a sinkhole. This is setting stuff up, which I do appreciate. Like I don't really care if yeah. There's certainly things in here. The physics don't work. It's cartoon physics, but. It is. It pays off, so I'll give them it. Um, so we have the sinkhole, and I think this is just another reminder that it's there because we've already seen it work like this before, and now we're getting another another add another little hint at it because it's about to come into play big time. Because we uh, we are you know the town is trapped under the dome, but uh, they're not necessarily resting on their laurels. They're trying to figure out who caused this terrible pollution that caused the EPA to dome them so to speak. Uh, and they're watching the news and they figure out, dun, 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 it's Homer. Good evening, this is Kent Brockman. Efforts to find out whose selfish crime against the environment caused our entrapment have been fruitless. <laughs> Until moments ago, <laughs> a shocking discovery has been made here at Lake Springfield. That could be anybody's pig crap silo. was you! You single-handedly killed this town! I know. It's weird. Just a reminder, this station does not endorse vigilante justice. Unless it gets results. Which it will. You didn't listen to me after I warned you! Don't worry, nobody watches this stupid show. Hmm, what's that ominous glow in the distance? Oh, don't worry. We'll get to what that ominous glow in the distance is. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's the town, effectively, all carrying torches. Uh, literally, um, the good old and like I, I can appreciate this because this is a tried and true fact about Springfield. You know, mob mentality. It is a. Uh-huh. It, it, uh, it's the thing that we saw back in you know even the season one. It was established. Uh, you know uh, when uh, Bart cut off Jebediah Springfield's head. We got the, the we got the, I think that's the first appearance of the mob, basically as town as mob, uh, and it's trying to do justice. Um, more just getting petty revenge. So obviously Homer is at fault. So the town wants to punish him, and I guess kill him. I guess yeah. I mean they do want to kill Homer. <laughs> They're gonna kill him. That's that is made very clear right at this basically right here because we get a, a sequence where the, the town the, the family's trying to escape this mob uh basically which is the entire town at this point it's everyone everyone oh, yeah. hates homer and wants him to die um i mean <laughs> are you saying that maybe he deserves it matt i'm saying that he doesn't deserve to die exile would be good but with the dome you can't really exile somebody so the only place to exile them to is the afterlife so <laughs> you know I mean, you can make a smaller dome within the dome. That's just prison, Robbie. And do we want to spend all that money on prison? 
Let's not. Let's let's put that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Let's no, not talk about the let, side. Let's, let's let's worry about that later. So they're going after they're going after Homer and the and the family. We do. There is actually Matt. There is an answer to my question: Is this if, if everyone in the town wants to kill him? No, because Flanders wants to try and save the Simpsons. Flanders still this uh the the, the Flanders I love this shiny peak of neighborliness and kindness, uh, despite it not being requited by Homer. And he tries to save them by putting a board across, which I don't know how Flanders has a, like a, just a two by 10 that's 20 feet long in his house. But eh, maybe, you know, just for carpentry, just got a spare two by 10 hanging around. Flanders has everything you need. Uh, the two by 10 um, is he's trying to create a bridge for them to walk over to the Flanders house, which doesn't seem like it'd be that helpful because Flanders house is literally right next door. <laughs> It's not the the town the the mob can just walk over. It's not that far, but yeah. I mean, it is. It is. I think it is a. It's a nice character moment for because that's what Flanders would do. Um, Spider Pig is Harry Plopper does not. I guess he hates Homer and wants him to die. I mean, did you see all of the stuff that Homer put him through? I would hate Homer too. I guess that's fair. Um, but he he pushes the board off and they fall, um, and then they get captured and they're gonna get. They're going to, ha- the town's going to hang them, Matt, but it's also going to hang, they're going to hang a baby? Definitely going to hang a baby. They, they, Robbie, they even had the little pacifier to tell you that, yes, we're going to hang a baby. Okay. I, I'm going to say, Matt, here, this is, I think, uh, I don't, I'm going to say, this will come up later, in, in, but if a town, basically, the entire town, Matt, mm-hmm. tried to hang me, I'm kind of okay if they die. Yeah, yeah, I'd kind of be like, um, yeah, they're jerks, so I'm cool with this, yeah. Yeah, I, I, we'll bring that up later. Um, family climbs into the treehouse to try and get away. Homer is, again, a complete idiot, gets trapped in a noose. And and this is, like, the boobery about Homer that I can actually like. I think this 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 sequence here, as they're trying to escape the town, this boobery Homer uh, uses, I think, is actually useful. It actually does build character. Because it is kind of Homer being hopeless and helpless. Like, like it's not Homer being mean necessarily for the most part. He is trying to escape death. And he's even feeling at that. Like, it's just him being a failure. Which I can, that's, I think this is adds a little bit of nuance to just Homer as the dumbest person you've ever met. Uh, I appreciate yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, so this is not, a, I don't have a problem with this boobery. I think there's boobery. There's some of it that's useful. Uh, but this is when Maggie's like, oh. And here, another nice thing, Maggie saving the day. Which, Super, you know, it's it's Maggie. We're, we're used to that. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a, these are the Simpsons tropes that, yes, I obviously want to see them in the movie. I need, I want to see Maggie save the day at least once, um, despite the fact that she is a one-year-old baby. Uh, she shows them, oh, look, she dives into the sandpit, comes out on the other side of the, of the dome, and the whole family does the, does the same thing. Uh, Homer tries to do it. Uh, with again another very memeable moment here where he is flipping birds as he sinks into the sand uh you see that a lot of memes with that a lot of gifts being used of that um gets stuck but eventually gets out the other side and now the simpsons are i guess free (laughs) exactly they're free uh free of springfield free of the dome uh, on the run and they're on the run from russ cargill who is kind of losing it at this point what do we do? Now we run. 
I'm afraid we lost them, sir. Damn it! Well, then you find them, and you get them back in the dome. And to make sure nobody else gets out, I want roving death squads around the perimeter 24-7. I want 10,000 tough guys, and I want 10,000 soft guys to make the tough guys look tougher. And here's how I want them arranged. Tough, tough, soft, tough, soft, soft, tough, tough, soft, soft, tough, soft. Sir, I'm afraid you've gone mad with power. Of course I have. You ever tried going mad without power? It's boring. No one listens to you. <laughs> I don't know why that is not more of a meme from this movie. You ever tried going mad without power? It's terrible. I mean, it, it it's subtle wordplay, and that's not that's not gonna that's not that's not as memeable as you know Homer flipping birds as he sinks into the sand. Um, that's fair. But I, I think this is my I have a one minor complaint about this is we don't see escalation here with uh, with a uh, Russ Cargill going crazy. Mm-hmm. I would like some justification for it. Like he's just kind of just like this nameless government guy. And we don't really have any established facts about him. He just shows up and runs the EPA. And we're like, I wish I mean, like and it's he's a good enough antagonist for this because the government always is. But I wish we had a single scene that just showed this is why Russ Cargo like hates this. This is why he wants to capture the family for whatever reason. Like maybe he just hates pollution so much or, you know, who knows what it is. Yeah. We don't really get, we don't have time to get motivation from him. I just, I would like one single scene of Cargo to know why he's went crazy, you know, like going crazy with no reason. And like this is these are the things that I go, oh, this is just Simpsons. This is Simpsons season teens, you know? It's where yeah, they go we, we can't have motivation. This is this is not this is why it can't be Hank Scorpio. We don't have time to make Hank Scorpio likable. Yeah. so there and like we got Russ Cargill's just kind of like Albert Brooks, his delivery, his jokes are carrying this character. Otherwise he's kind of just nameless, uh faceless. He doesn't mean much. Um but that's when uh we Go over to Matt to carry us through the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah, uh, this is a, a smaller act than last week. Uh, Robbie isn't talking for hours and hours, so I'm sorry. But next up, uh, the family goes to a, a small hotel nearby. I think Robbie knows the name, but I sure as heck don't. The because Red it doesn't matter. Rash Inn. Yeah, of course. Ha ha ha. It like, you know, uh-huh. hey, Matt, you know, there's like a Red Room Inn. Uh, I, I get roof, that. Yeah, red Roof Inn. This is a much worse one. So red Rash. You know. I mean, it is a pretty crappy motel. I'll give them that. It's a motel. Yeah, that's, that's generally the way they are. So uh, the family's a hotel. Marge thinks she gets caught because two cops show up, but they're just there to, to make out. Um, so uh, the family's in the room. Homer is not there. Um, Bart is drinking whiskey, which, okay, that's quite the escalation right there. Uh, he's he's drunk and upset because uh, his whole life is gone now. Uh, and, of course, he blames Homer. Uh, Marge tells him that he's not allowed to drink, obviously. Uh, but Bars wants that he's troubled, which, yeah, okay. And then uh, we get uh, Homer shows up at the door and tries to entreat the family to maybe not forgive him, but trust him. Hey, guys, what's the secret knock again? Look, I know I screwed up. This is big. It's huge. We're homeless. Our friends want to kill us. Before we can even stay in the same room with you, I need to know what was going through your mind when you didn't listen to me and dump that silo in the lake. Hmm? Homer! I don't know what to tell you, Marge. I don't think about things. 
I respect people who do, but I just try to make the days not hurt until I get to crawl in next to you again. Oh. I mean, oh. Look, I'm really sorry. But I'm more than just sorry. I'm prepared with a solution. I've always been afraid I'd screw up our lives so badly that we need a backup plan. And that plan is right here. <laughs> no. Nope. Bingo! Bear with me. Ta -da! Alaska? Alaska! A place where you can't be too fat or too drunk. Where no one says things like, let's see your high school equivalency certificate. Oh, I don't know, homie. Oh, I'm not saying it right. Look, the thing is, I can't start a new life alone. And I've really come to like you guys. I just don't see it. Marge, in every marriage you get one chance to say, I need you to do this with me. And there's only one answer when somebody says that. Okay, homie. I'm with you. Thank you, my sweetheart. Mom? Yes, honey? You just bought another load of crap from the world's fattest fertilizer salesman. You'll pay for ruining this golden family moment. Homer, how are we supposed to get to Alaska without any money? All right, son. If you don't believe in me, believe in America. America, where any man can make quick money with no questions asked. So, yes, uh, this is very much the teen season Homer. Uh, he doesn't think, like Robbie said, he's pure id. Uh, his whole point is that Homer just reacts blindly to anything until he can get home to be with Marge and feel good about himself, which, yeah, that's how they treated him. But what bugs me here is that they don't get into the fact that anyone who ever acted like that would immediately be put in jail because you could not trust them. It's just, it's awful. And I'm with Bart here. It's a whole load of crap. Not for the reason <laughs> that they had no money, but because... Do you trust somebody that can do this? You get one chance, and Homer immediately screws it up. Immediately, but very soon screws it up. I mean, it, it's they're not. I think this is a thing. You watch the movie, and this is. I think this is a good. It's a demonstration of, of I think of their of pure of their pure intention. Okay, because there is nothing in the way of this movie. They. This is where they put all their time, they put all their attention and all their money toward the movie. They knew many, many, many people would watch it and it would be remembered as the Simpsons movie. So they tried really hard. And I think when we watch the, the last few seasons, especially, we go, what are they trying to do? You know, like it feels everything feels so rushed. Everything feels so half-assed. You're like, why? Like, what is this? What is this? Why is they? Why do? Why does this end like this with no conclusion? You know, et cetera, et cetera. All the problems we've gone over. The movie is them going, no, this is what we want to do, and this is what we're going to do it. Like, there are no excuses for how the characters act in the movie because there is thought here. They talk about how long they spent on this movie, and obviously, you look at the people who wrote it. This, this like murderers row of best Simpsons writers of all time. And there is no like, oh, they ran out of time here. No, they didn't run out of time. They knew exactly what they wanted to make. 
they're not interested in reality, man. They're not interested. Well, yeah, they're, they're interested in making the movie the plot along. Yeah, they're not interested in, and maybe, and they once were. Uh, the Golden Years never were. It always made sure that Homer and we've talked. We've gone over this in multiple bonus episodes on our on our Patreon, where we have watched. We we've cherry picked a Homer episode from every single season. I think we're through nine seasons, the first nine seasons. Uh, and we're all we're doing is looking at how Homer behaves and talking about how the show trends, looking at how Homer behaves. And you watch those earlier seasons. Homer is a human. Homer is a, a father. Homer has thoughts and feelings and thinks about things. And sure, he's a dope. And sure, he does stupid stuff once in a while. But it's never just... He's never just a dog. You know, he's never not, I'm just going to chase the momentary desire, whatever it is, and not think about it at all. He understands, like, he's making mistakes sometimes, but they're just overwhelmed by, oh, momentary desire. This is, this Homer doesn't think. He literally says it now. This, this, like, he literally says, I don't think. I just do. And, well, and that's, that's the problem with the teen years Homer is because, that's fine for to have a character that acts like that, but you can't have a human that acts like that. And I think we want human Homer. Yeah, we want and, and like it doesn't even have to be like, oh, yes, pure rational Homer. Of course not. But you, you can watch those gold, the Golden Years episodes. And it's very like momentarily. Yeah, he might go and do something stupid, might chase and it chases chases it. But there are always those moments of I shouldn't do this or. I need to do this, or I have shame. You know, I forgot to pick up Bart. Bart, after a soccer game, forgot to pick him up. It's human to forget things and then feel shame and go try and make amends, which is what Homer does in the episode. And and that's just one instance off the top of my head. It's just this Homer does not care about that. And the and with this being the movie, with them spending so much time on it, I think this, I think at least makes it very clear about the intention of how they write Homer on the show. They don't care. They don't want, they don't want Homer to be a human. They want Homer to be a wrecking ball because either one, it's easier to write that way. Um, two, they think the average person likes this more. Maybe they, it's chasing ratings. Who knows? Um, three, they themselves think this is funnier. Those are the three reasons I could think of. It has to be yeah, one of those like three. Which, which one is it going to be for us? Basically, or, or maybe it's all three at different times. You know, maybe they think of maybe one. Hey, this time it's easier if Homer doesn't. You know, do this. Two. Oh, uh, we and and this is very clear in the movie too. We mentioned this last time. They're going for a broad audience. They want to try and appeal as many people as possible. So you get a lot of Homer being just id you know because it makes an average person laugh it doesn't necessarily watch a lot of the simpsons and our, our three like sure sometimes it's funny i myself laugh at homer being a dope once in a while sometimes it is funny i think homer flipping birds as he sinks into the sand is kind of funny um but i don't know i think that's what that's what it is Matt. you know and i think that we have to make peace with that that's what they they want they want and everyone else in this movie at least although especially all the family members Utterly human, all of them. They behave like people. Yes, and and normal people. I mean, even in this case, we see Bart reacting to trauma and and Lisa reacting to trauma, and we don't get that with Homer. No, at all. not yet, at least. Um, but 
I do like, I don't know. There is, again, in here, like I mentioned Car- Russ Cargill not getting any motivation. Why? He said, like, Bart is just drinking whiskey. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> like, of all the things you could show, like, I buy Bart being upset, but drinking? It feels... That's, that's a bit much for a kid. Yeah, it feels very, like, a little bit over the top. Yes. So, but the family, for some reason, agrees to go along with Homer for this. Uh, the first stop is to get some kind of transportation. Uh, so they go to a nearby county fair that apparently lets them in for free, uh, where there is a guy with one of the little steel cage, the steel spheres with a motorcycle inside and says, oh, if you can ride this all the way around, I will give you my truck, which, again, incredibly unrealistic uh, plot contrivance, but sure, whatever. Homer gets in. He gets three tries. He fails all three because he's scared. You know, uh, Lisa yells to him, hey, you got to go fastest at the top when it's the scariest. And the guy, because he likes seeing Homer hurt himself, you know, probably dying in the process in real life. But again, Homer's not a real person. Homer makes it all the way around and they win the guy's truck. And that's how they're going to get to Alaska. Where they get money for gas for this? Who knows? Maybe Homer's selling his body because, again, Homer's not a person. Uh, <laughs> so, no, they, this, um, okay, Matt, this is easily explained, okay? Like, why on earth they, did they, they steal gas? I mean, honestly, yes, that is probably, it is probably, they, <laughs> here's what you do. I mean, if you want a real answer, they, the real answer is, Matt, the writers didn't think about it and hope that you didn't either. Oh, okay. That's the real answer. But if you want me to, like, give a headcanon, like, a way to explain it, is uh, Lisa, <laughs> they'll take Lisa or Bart, probably Lisa, she's a little girl, uh, mm-hmm. they will, uh, walk up to someone at a gas station and say, please, my family needs money to get to a place. Can I have $10? Oh, yeah, that's true. That would would probably work. It would work enough that they could get somewhere, probably. Um, So there, if you need an answer, that's the answer. Here's the other thing I was going to say, not about the gas. Um, This scene, it literally was written after the scene that ends the movie. Because this, oh, wow. this comes, that has to be, that's my, like, that's my writer brain going like, they didn't write this first. They were, they got to the end of the movie, you know, where Homer is riding a motorcycle around the dome and they had this problem with the dome and they're like, oh, how would Homer get up there and stop it? He would ride a motorcycle up there. Well, we need to have that established earlier in the film. Well, we can have them, we can have them do a stunt to get a truck that gets them to Alaska. So that's I'm guessing that's what happened. I don't know that, but that is what I'm saying. I feel like this is this scene was written after they figured out that the end of the movie, basically. So, right. Yeah. OK, so uh, once again, we're going to keep going through this uh, because at this point uh, they go to a gas station. There is a wanted poster on the wall. So Marge has to constantly redirect the attention of the gas station clerk uh, who she's buying things from, because apparently she has to uh get things that are behind the counter diapers and razors and things for babies i assume because these things get stolen a lot uh and meanwhile while she's doing this uh bart draws a whole bunch of weird stuff on the picture on the uh the wall that causes the uh family to not look like them but it just so happens that there's another family that looks exactly like the Simpsons, except for the things that Bart has drawn on their faces, which seem to be mustaches and weird hair and those sorts of things. Again, I think this was added to, you know, increase the runtime and because they needed more funny stuff. Yeah, this is absolutely but, this is absolutely just we need a gag for them as they're, as they're as they're going to Alaska. 
Yeah. So uh, here uh, we get uh, a callback to what's going on in the town while the Simpsons are gone. Uh, does this matter? Absolutely not. Is it almost kind of funny? Yes. Yes, it is. Because, again, we needed more funny stuff. So, you want some of my electricity, do you? <laughs> well, for once, the rich white man is in control. I have two buttons behind this desk. One will supply your town with power. The other releases the hounds. Reach me. Make me your brother. The hospital's generator is about to give out. Lives will be lost. Lives lost. Go on. We got a convict we were going to fry tomorrow, but now we can't. Tempting. Tempting. Look, all our reasons mean nothing. Just look into your heart and you will find the answer. <laughs> First door on the right. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie, you were safe. I was... It's fine. Uh, I, I was... Uh, I could not forestall uh, the, the clip. Uh, it is inevitable. Um, I was saying that I, that is honestly, after watching another, more of the movie and thinking about it, like, honestly, Matt, that is the thing I, I think is the biggest, my biggest problem with the movie. Like, I could point, like, I'm not, I could hem and haw, but we're not, this movie came out when it came out. We're not going to make it a Golden Years movie. Yeah. It's not possible. I want more of Springfield. I want more of Springfieldians. You know, I, I think we get a lot of Ned enough. I think we get enough Ned, honestly. Like, Ned's not a huge part of the movie. He's just kind of a a little bit, but it's enough, you know? Like, it's the movie. I feel like these characters are important. It's as much of a, like, sure, the Simpsons themselves are very important to the plot and very important to the identity of the of show, it. but they're not everything. Springfield, the city is important and all the residents, all our supporting characters, they all matter. And they get moments like we get, we like literally Mo gets a scene, uh, upcoming up, but like, there's not like any character. There's not like, I want to see more of it. And there's really not that much, Springfield in this. We we cut back to this every once in a while, check in on them, see how they're doing, and they become the basically the MacGuffin for the, the family. But we don't get a lot of time with them. We don't get like character scenes with people in the town for much. We mostly just get this where it's just like check in with the town, how they're doing. Oh, bad? Okay. And this is I don't I like this scene. I like this is funny. This is good. This is Mr. Burns and you know It's them being them. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, after this, we go back to the family, uh, who have reached Alaska. How not important. Uh, we've already gone through the fact that Springfield touches four uh, states that are on opposite ends of the country, so the family just ends up in Alaska. Also, they drove through Canada. I want to make that very clear. Like, that's a, that's, it's, Alaska, I don't know if this could be understated. Alaska is really far away from the United States. <laughs> it's really it very far away. They have driven for days. It's really far. Uh, I don't know why they picked Alaska. Like of all the places you could go. And it's also I like, mean, if they're wanted, they're going to have to cross the border. Maybe they did the same thing where Marge distracted him and Bart drew on the picture again. Okay. That's what, when they went through border, the border, <laughs> uh, this is post nine 11, Matt. I like, I have crossed the border multiple times between us and Alaska, the U S and Alaska, the U S and Canada. And, uh, it's not a, like, 
if you're a, a citizen of one or the other, you're like you, ha- they're gonna like look at your paperwork and they're gonna make you like you can't just like they don't you don't just wave at them as you go through. You turn over your passport and stuff, and they if, for anyone who's listening who hasn't crossed the those the border, like if you're a wanted criminal, they would know. <laughs> I don't like it's not like, like excuse me. No, you, they would they would do something. Uh, they're not nice. <laughs> they're not nice people. They're they're there to do a job. Are um, you sure, Robbie? They seem like pretty nice people. They're nice enough. I'll, that's a, literally the answer I would give you. As to both coming both ways, both Canadian side and American side, they are nice enough. But you never forget for even one moment that these people uh, are very serious about their job and they don't want you to give them crap. Um, but again, uh, why Alaska? I don't know. Alaska's I d- does it here, man. This is my question. This, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, like, why would they pick Alaska of all the places the family would go? Like, yeah, it's far away. There's a lot of places and isolated, sure, but there's a lot of isolated, faraway places. Go to Montana. Like, you've been through Montana? Yeah, but Alaska, uh, I, I, I have not. I, I, I believe you have driven through Montana. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Guess what? I, I'll tell you about Montana. Not a lot there. There's not a lot in Montana or in the Dakotas. Uh, or in Idaho, for that matter. It's just not a lot. You can easily, the family could have gone there, and there'd be no issues about trying to... I wouldn't have the thought, like, well, don't they have to cross the border? Um, is it really just because they wanted to make some digs about, like, oil in Alaska, or the fact that you get paid to live in Alaska? I guess. I guess. Uh, I, it's I mean, pretty... Also, Alaska is beautiful, and it's really far away, and it seems like the kind of place you would run away to... Uh, escape? If, to escape, yeah. It, it, it's the best I can think of. Okay. All right. I, wouldn't you take a boat, then? You would think, but that would be harder for them. Much less likely to get caught, though. That's true. Okay. So. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Um, reality intruding. <laughs> no, 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 no. No reality here. Okay. So, everyone get, like Robbie said, everyone gets $1,000 uh, for allowing the oil companies to destroy the entire uh, state, because that's the way Alaska works. That part is true. I mean. Uh, at least $1,000. It's more than that, I would want to say. I believe you get a yeah. bigger stipend than that. But also, Alaska's real big. Like, the, the oil <laughs> companies don't do that. I mean, yeah, they do mine. but I, They mine in Texas, too, Matt. Guess what? how much money I get for that? Nothing. Nothing. It's, I don't, yeah, Alaska doesn't, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, again, it's weird. Like, oh, Alaska. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, Robbie. We're we're, we're we're working through this. We can't think about it too much. That's everything. All these don't think about it too much. Yeah, don't think about it too much because the plot uh, will uh, suffer if you do. Yes. So, uh, the family someone gets a cabin. I guess they use their thousand dollars to rent a cabin or purchase one because Alaska is a land of opportunity and everything is super cheap. Uh, the they start to settle in. Uh, Bart uses his time uh, to clap and cause av- avalanches to fall on Homer because Bart is mad at Homer. Uh, Homer, being a complete moron, misunderstands this and thinks that Bart is clapping for him and forces Delisa to clap as well, causing him to be buried in more snow. Again, a normal person would die. Homer is not a normal person. So uh, while they're getting this cabin set up, a whole bunch of animals show up, uh, you know, in in Disney fashion to help them. Uh, this is basically it's it's Cinderella, I think, where the animals show up and help her get dressed or whatever and help her do her chores. It's basically that. Uh, but when Marge and Homer at the end start to get busy, the animals are aghast and run away because obviously they I don't, did. it's I think it's Snow White, but I don't think it's Cinderella. It's Snow White. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's Snow White. Anyway, 
but that is the end of, of our act two for today. Uh, this is where I'm going to send it back to Robbie for the really, really bad part. I mean, I would say it's both, Matt. I mean, that's fair. It's both the best. I have the best. This third of this, this chunk here probably has my favorite moment in the entire movie. I would. Yeah, probably. And my, probably the thing I think is the funniest in the my the funniest thing in the whole entire movie. One, two, my favorite moment in the entire movie. And three, the worst, most offensive thing in the entire movie. Yep. Is all three of them. All together, <laughs> all very close uh-huh. to each other, like right next to each other. So we uh, we um, cut back to Springfield um, as Marge and Homer are Marge and Homer and the kids are settling into Alaska and they are having they're, like it's very so like, oh, no, they're they found peace there. Marge and, and Homer have are, are happy together Um no, I think those and like I I don't mind like this those Disney animals showing up are very cartoonish like literally literally they are cartoonish but it sells like oh this is their their it's Disney you know it's 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 sweet like it's like this is it's storybook you know and it sells that I don't mind it so we cut back to Springfield and it, uh, this is very artful uh we see the difference the Simpsons themselves doing great they're happy. I don't know how they're making any money. Uh, no one has a job. Again, don't think about that too much. Nope. Um, Springfield is falling apart. Uh, they're running out of uh, of everything. Basically, we we see that the whole town starting to lose their minds. Uh, chaos is beginning to reign, uh, and so they uh, basically just start attacking the dome and just angrily, just out of chaos, out of madness, attacking the dome. Uh, Russ Cargill is watching, and we cut to him and the president uh, having another meeting. Look what they're doing to our dome. You know what that is, sir? A crack. Exactly. First, let me state the problem. People got out of the dome before, they're going to get out again. And when they do, there's going to be hearings, investigations. Gotten himmel! I'll have to go back to making family comedies. Ugh. Don't worry, I have a solution for you, sir. In fact, I have five solutions. You don't even have to read them. You'll have deniability. I'll take care of everything. You know nothing. No, I need to know what I'm approving. Absolutely. But on the other hand, knowing things is overrated. Anyone can pick something when they know what it is. It takes real leadership to pick something you're clueless about. Okay, I pick three. Try again. One. Go higher. Five. Too high. Three. You already said three. Six. There is no six. Two. Double it. Four. As you wish, sir. Cargill is pretty good at manipulating people. I'll give him that. Yeah. And, I mean, this should be, again, I will be on the record, that should be Rainier Wolfcastle. It is literally <laughs> the same thing. Um, uh-huh. Makes it more Simpson-y. They should, they should have overrided the executives. Or did you, there was a Mel Brooks interview uh, going around with him uh, releasing his memoir. Matt, did you read that at all? I don't not the memoir. I did. His interview, not the memoir. The memoir is very long. No, um, but he uh, in the interviews he said something very interesting, and I'm going to repeat it probably until the day I die. Uh, Mel Brooks is a smart guy, and he said they they asked him was like you know they asked him about Blazing Saddles. He's like they couldn't we can you can never make Blazing Saddles nowadays. He's like yeah probably. They're like did you get any problems with the executives then? He's like oh yeah bun- a bunch of problems. They hated everything about it. They told me to fire Gene Wilder. And 
And he's and they're like, they told you to fire. Oh, I did hear about this. And they yeah, told yeah, you yeah. to fire Gene Water. He's like, yeah. And he's they were like, what did you do? He's like, I told him I would. <laughs> I told them. And then them, you didn't. And then I didn't do it. I just said, yeah, I'll do that. And then I didn't. And they didn't follow up because they're lazy and, and forgetful executives. So every change exactly. they wanted, I told them I would change it. And then I didn't. I did what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's what they should have done they should have said yeah okay we'll make it arnold yeah we'll change that uh, and then oh, you don't oh, we forgot oh Shoot. we forgot oh the movie's made it's too late oh it's a, that's unfortunate uh or probably they, they, they don't care they would forget about it um but we see escalation here which i is good again this is building up tension building up dread we don't know what the plan is not yet um but we will soon soon discover what the plan is uh in a roundabout way from tom hanks Are you tired of the same old Grand Canyon? Here we are, kids. The Grand Canyon. It's so old and boring. I want a new one. Now! Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. Don't sell my hair, Mr. Hanks. Sure thing, son. <laughs> now, I'm pleased to tell you all about the new Grand Canyon. Coming this weekend. It's east of Shelbyville and south of Capital City. That's where Springfield is! It's nowhere near where anything is or ever was. This is Tom Hanks saying, if you're going to pick a government to trust, why not this one? If you're going to pick a government to trust, why not this one? Well, Tom, we've got several reasons. <laughs> so, I this is this is great. I love this. This is my favorite thing. This is fantastic. It's so funny. Uh, Tom Hanks, I laughed out loud. This is, I think, the thing I laughed at the loudest in the theater. Uh, I can almost remember that. And I every time I watch it, I still love it. I still I think about this all the time. And uh and it one, it reveals like, oh, they're gonna blow up the town without actually just outright saying it. Uh they do have Tom Hanks being just being Tom Hanks, but being very funny. Um also the Simpsons have predicted the future again <laughs> because literally this is perfect timing, because literally this is just revealed this week. That uh, the Biden administration is planning to use Tom Hanks in a video uh, trying to uh, uh, build up confidence in the government. Tom Hanks. Everyone trusts that guy. Everyone trusts Tom Hanks. Uh, and guys, like, I okay, I, I'm just, I, it, it literally, I'm like, I see that and go, oh, they did it again. The government is that bad. <laughs> They're that stupid. Where they can they make the Simpsons come true again. Um, the world is stupid, I guess. I don't even know if I can blame it on the government anymore. Like, the Earth is just that dumb, where we just do jokes. But reality now? That's mm -hmm. just life, I guess. Um, so this is literally my favorite thing in the movie, like, like the funniest thing in the movie. Um, but the family has seen the commercial, and they realize, they put the, they put the pieces together and go, oh, no, they're going to destroy Springfield. They're going to destroy our home. And the family wants to go save them. Homer doesn't, and here we get basically the 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 big conflict that that drives the plot forward. Did you see that? Yes, they're going to destroy Springfield, but we're going to stop them. Homie, get your clothes on. Homie, I'm happy here. Screw Springfield. <gasps> I can't believe you'd say something so selfish. Marge, those people chased us with pitchforks and torches. Torches. At four in the afternoon! It was seven at night. It was during Access Hollywood. Which is on at four and seven. Go! 
Dad, how can you turn your back on everyone who loved us? Flanders helped us when we were in trouble. Who cares what Flanders did? He's not your father. I wish he was. You don't mean that. You worship me. Oh, yeah? Look what I did to your picture. <laughs> Look at it. Haddly doodly. Haddly doodly. Haddly doodly. You little. You're your drinker angle, you. Diddly diddly. Bart, stop it. Leave this to me. Homer, in every marriage, you get one chance to say, I need you to do this with me. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Homer Simpson! We're saving Springfield. Uh, listen to me, all of you. We are staying. We have a great life here in Alaska, and we're never going back to America again. I have spoken. Hmm. Wow. Never going back to America again, which is a good gag. I'll give him credit on that. <laughs> That's uh -huh. pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, and I will bring this up. I, I brought it up earlier, Matt. They did try and hang them in the backyard. Which is fair. I mean, I, I, I think what it is here is that Homer is saying that, oh, uh, sorry, not Homer saying it. The point of this is that Marge is using the same line on Homer that he used, and he immediately dismisses it, just showing that he is a completely disingenuous person who hates everything. Yeah, and I like, I get it. It's just like they, I think if you hadn't had them try and hang hang them like so it was so explicit like they really and they were like oh we're gonna murder the family i would like yeah. oh like i would go okay fine but because it was so specific and so explicit like they're gonna kill them like i go oh well i don't blame homer in this situation i go why would you go back they just they tried literally the last time i saw them they were mur trying to murder me like i don't care who you are like if you're trying to kill me i don't like you anymore it's okay if you're gone um yeah and I think that's the that's my problem. It's not necessarily that I I like this division here. I like Homer going, no, we're happy. Why should we leave? And Marge going, because it's the right thing to do, because we need to try and save people. My other question, Matt, is um, what is Marge going to do, by the way? Yeah, Marge has no clue like what exactly it is that excuse me, what exactly is that she is, is going to do to save the town. She just knows she has to leave and has to try. Like, there's nothing you could do from there, maybe? Yeah, could thought? you, like, maybe call, maybe, like, call, like, some investigators and tell them to, like, tell, like, like some news people, to call the New York Times and say, hey, you know, there's a town that has a dome over it? And that's not even bringing in a question, man. Like, there's, like, we saw people watching TV inside the dome. Like, how does that work? <laughs> how do we get still get television <laughs> in the dome? Does the you just let signals go through? Does that still work? Yep, you just, just, you just let it go through. Yep. Okay. They... Cell phone signals are somehow tr like a visible light can get out. Messages can get out. Okay. I mean, I guess I could have found some way to make visible light uh, it transparent to visible light, but not to radio signals. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Have a look into that. I don't know, Matt. I'm just. It's just questions about like. I can't get a cell signal in my own house. I live in the middle of a city, and I'm t and you're telling me like, oh, the dome is making it. It's all fine. Okay. All right, sure. Totally fine, Robbie. Totally okay. fine. Okay. Um, so Homer's being selfish, and he leaves. The, he leaves. He, he marches outside, and we we watch him go to play a play a Grand Theft Walrus. Yeah, which is a stinker. That's it. That's a stinker of a joke. I'm gonna say that. Um, very lame. So he's at a bar at at, at a Moe's like bar in Alaska. Um, he leaves, and then we see. And I think this is important to mention. I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but 
when they left the house, I don't think I did, so I'm going to mention it now. When they left the house in Springfield, Marge made sure to run back in and grab one thing, which is the videotape of their wedding. The aforementioned videotape of their wedding, which is a little different than what has been established, but it has been established there is a videotape. We have seen it before, so I'm okay with it being a different, slightly different tape. Who cares? Um, so that is established. Marge, they have that videotape. It's the only thing they took from the house before it got sucked into a, into a, a sinkhole. Homer comes back to the house, and what we get is probably the most, certainly the most affecting thing in the entire movie, and probably the best character moment we're going to get in the entire movie. As Marge tells Homer, they've left. Marge, kids. Okay, here goes, Homer. I've always stood up for you. People point out your flaws. I always say, well, sometimes you have to stand back to appreciate a work of art. <laughs> Way back. Lately, what's keeping us together is my ability to overlook everything you do. And I overlook these things because... Because? Well, that's the thing. I, I just don't know how to finish that sentence anymore. So I'm leaving with the kids to help Springfield. And we're never coming back. And to prove to myself that this is the end, I taped this over our wedding video. Goodbye, homie. Do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Just like me, they want to be close to you. That hurt more than anything most movies could ever hope to do. And it's buried in Homer being the worst person ever. <laughs> yeah. So one applause for Julie Kavner. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, like it's it's it stands out like in my memory, uh, basically forever. Like there's a lot of stuff in the movie that I've already, you know, criticized and stuff. But her performance here is maybe the best she's done as Marge ever in the entirety of the show better than anything she's done in any of the golden years. Maybe it's just because they finally wrote something for Marge here. That is that genuinely touching and affecting. Um, and it is, it, it, and I think it is a little bit dissonant because of Marge feels so grounded and obviously heartbroken and sad and lost. And you have it kind of like you just said, Matt kind of just, kind of buried around Homer not being a human, you know, like Homer being the roadrunner or, or Wiley Coyote. And you're asking Julie Kavner, oh, we need you to deliver this incredibly heart touching and heartbreaking monologue to Wiley Coyote. And you're like, oh, okay. I like, and, and like they use, uh, they play the carpenters there. And like, that is, if I think that is perfect. Um, it's a little undercut that they've used that song recently on the actual show on a much yeah. less 
a much less important moment. But I still have, you know, when I think of The Simpsons and I think of Homer and Marge and I think of a song, I think of that. It's very iconic. Um, and it works perfectly in that this scene is written so well um, with that segue into the old footage of Marge saying I love you at their wedding. And it is, it's a, it's again, it's like, wow, that's so powerful and it's so touching. And obviously if you watch the show for a long time, you have this connection with Homer and Marge. And this is the criticism of a lot of, you watch, if you listen to people like watch the talk about the Simpsons now, they're like, Oh, well, why would Marge stay with this lunatic? She would leave. We've said it. I've said it on this podcast. Over the past few seasons. Several times. Yeah. Why we would say she, it a lot. Why would she stay with him? Of course she would leave. Divorce is the best choice here. <laughs> like, it would make them both better. It would make her happier. I don't know. Homer would probably die in a ditch somewhere. Um, which, he, I mean, literally is the reason he's, he's I, I believe, appealed to her. Is like, I would die if we left, if you left me. And she's like, yeah, it's probably true. Um, but at least they have it. They write it. It's perfect. Julie Kavner is just incredible in this. Um, and I, I will say this, Homer has the proper reaction to this where he's just despondent and lost. It, it takes this to make him human. Yeah. That it's the only thing that makes him think, Oh, maybe something is wrong with what I'm doing. Yeah. Like it takes this, it takes this incredibly drastic action and you're like, okay, I get it. Um, this is the other thing, Matt, I think you and I've said this, we've been on the record saying this. I don't know if we've said it on the podcast before, but we'll, I'll say it again. After this, after th- after that scene right there, after Julie Kavner, after Marge opening up and saying this t- incredibly heartfelt uh, speech, they should have never done a Homer-Marge relationship issue, like a, th- a breakup. They should have never done a Homer-Marge breakup episode ever again. Ever. Spoilers. They do them again. <laughs> They do them a lot. Yes. I. They can have problems. All relationships have problems, no matter how long people have been together, how happy they are. You can have conflict. But they, they after this, they should have never, ever threatened them to break up or for them to split. Because nothing yeah, can top If they could get this. through this, it's just, it's beyond everything else. Nothing can top this. Nothing can top that performance by Julie Kavner. Nothing else is going to be as affecting as that. Why would you try and do it again? Oh, because they had ideas for it. They don't want to think of new ones. Okay. Homer wanders away out into the wilderness. He's, he's lost. He's forlorn and appropriately. So this feels, this feels appropriate. He, he is just upset. He just wanders away. He ends up on an ice flow and you're like, okay. Uh, and, like it's a, and like a bear finds him a polar bear, <laughs> which again, this is, it's very like, like I, dissonant here where you're just like, I, where's the seriousness? Like, this is, I, I feel like this is a joke. You know, like him almost getting mauled by a bear, which a bear would probably leave you alone if you're just laying there. <laughs> probably. Bears don't like bears are not going to just hunt you out. Like, bears are not humans are not natural prey of bears. They're not going to. Oh, there's a human just laying there. I'll eat unless maybe they're starving to death. They'd eat a human. But other than that. Um, so, Matt. So we have Homer. Uh, he's wandered away from the cabin. Sad. And who meets him? Who finds him? actually why a character we've never seen before a native american woman a native american uh, woman indigenous probably no she's she's term. she says she's inuit she says oh, okay. that i'll give them that they say inuit not eskimo i'll give them that 
something, um, I guess. It's something. But so we get a Inuit woman who's a, a shaman, a, a medicine woman, a, a, you know, a magical character, whatever. Um, this is less here, Matt. I'll say this less offensive than the uh, Native Americans at the casino in that one episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Less than that. But it's still problematic. Uh, I believe this is Maggie Roswell doing this voice. I think uh, it might be a Tress McNeil um, or Pamela Hayden. One, you know, one of the, 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 the female voice actors, one of the supporting female voice actors. Doesn't really matter. None of them are indigenous. None of them are Inuit. Um, and she is she is a joke. She is a joke. At best. Char- she is a joke character. That is the thing. We don't get her name. She doesn't have a name. She doesn't have a reason to exist other than to help Homer. It's the only reason she's there. There's no other. And that's, no other time. No yep. other. There's nothing else there. Um, but she saves Homer. That is, she exists to save Homer and to talk some sense into him using magic, basically. Um, Marge and the kids are on a train back to, I guess, Seattle, they say. Uh, again. Yeah, from there, they're going to call somebody or something like that. These are things you couldn't do? It's, again, this is all, don't think about it too much, Matt. Don't think about it too much. The mm-hmm. plot, I'll, the plot's moving ahead, and they don't want you to think too much about it. Um, and largely, I'm okay with it. it I'm, I'm well, way more in this than um, the poor, that the Inuit woman. Um, the government is listening to everything, Matt. So they say things too loud, and a robot conductor listens in and uh, finds that they're back in the, they're coming back to the country. Uh, they cross borders in the train. They were in Alaska. They didn't. I don't like. Is it too boring that they get caught by the border patrol? Apparently, uh, I, I mean, they could just have, be bad at lying. It'd be my best guess. I guess uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Like, so they have a robot conductor be listening in on them. So the government knows Russ Cargill knows that they're coming back. Um, and then we get a sequence that ends our the second part of our coverage, where the medicine woman, this Inuit woman, the Inuit shaman, I guess, uh, gives Homer some medicine uh, it's some hot, hot substance and homer has a has some visions and has an epiphany 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 Woo! bananas are an excellent source of potassium <laughs> americans will never embrace soccer more than two shakes and it's playing with yourself hey, what are you doing I'll do whatever you want to me. I don't care about myself anymore. Because? <gasps> because other people are just as important as me. Without them, I'm nothing. In order to save myself, I have to save Springfield. That's it. Isn't it? <laughs> It was the most incredible experience of my life. And now to find my family, save my town, and drop ten pounds! Thank you, boob lady! I mean... 
not every Native American tribe is will send you on a vision quest. I mean, this just this is the magical Negro trope all over again, and I just yep. Oh God, it hurts. Yep, that's what this is. This is a very lazy storytelling. Like, it, obviously, this just makes you. Th- this makes me think immediately of Homer, Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Um, yeah, but Mysterious Voyage of Homer subverted all of that stuff by making it Homer just at a chili contest, chili like eating a, like a chili cook-off, and he's a hot pepper, and it drives him into hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no. There's no mystical, uh, mystical minority to usher him through this voyage, and it is it it that's why that episode's so refreshing is because it doesn't it like lets uh them indulge in kind of uh you know that the storytelling traditions without invoking some of the more problematic elements, and this is just like no we're gonna lean into it. Like she doesn't get a name, she just gets she just gets called boob woman. Like literally, like it's just a joke. Is oh she has big boobs. She doesn't get a name. She has no interest. We have nothing, no nothing about her, about why she's here. Uh, she's here literally. She's literally a plot device. And there is, it's the worst thing in the movie. I I said Spider Pig before. I forgot about this, so I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. That is not the worst thing in the movie. Spider Pig is bad. And also it was pointed out to me that like a lot of people know Spider Pig because it was in the trailers, which fair point. Um, this is the worst thing in the movie for pretty I'm pretty sure until we watch the third act and I remember something in that <laughs> that I hate worse. But this is the worst thing. And it's just it I don't know. It, 2007, 2008 wasn't that long ago, but I guess it wasn't long enough that we have these. I mean, people still use these tropes all the time. Um, it's not good. Um, it, it's that it, and like it's a really it's kind of a, a bummer that like i i like i don't mind i don't mind homer searching for an epiphany in realizing realizing it oh i to save myself i need to save the town like that's not a bad hook you know like oh that is how you get a like make a selfish person change you go oh right i'm actually helping other people is helping myself and that's not a bad that's not a bad you know arc for homer especially and especially for this homer like what else are they gonna do they're gonna write homer like this what else how else can they structure this movie um but it's rooted again like rooted in this kind of ugly stereotype it is it sure is yep uh so that's how we (laughs) that's how we're ending this this uh this boy yeah third gonna be a big denouement yes uh we're gonna wrap up the last the last third of the movie in our next episode um, you know, that'll be our last episode of, uh, covering the movie. Then we'll get back to start with season 18, 19, 20. Where are we, Matt? What What do we do? Where's uh, 19? 19. Uh, we're almost there. Almost to 20. That makes me feel good. Um, so we'll get to we'll we'll get to that next. If you haven't left a review and you are a patron, you can do so still on our Patreon. We're still soliciting comments on the news group for the movie. Uh, it's also a per- perfect time that you can join us and leave reviews every week if you want to be a crazy person like all the lovely people who support us who are crazy people they are crazy but the good kind of crazy you know you know what i'm saying yes i i do know what you're you know saying. what i'm saying matt <laughs> the good kind of crazy absolutely. the good kind of question but we can uh we can, well we there's no quick fix no uh no uh no uh fix this episode 
this week and no comments from the news group. Not until next week. But we can move on to our what is our next segment? It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: What is your plot for the next Simpsons movie? Uh, tons of tons of great answers. Uh, thank you to everyone for answering. Matt, take it away. Indeed. Thank you for being so detailed, everybody. First up, from Alex, the Simpsons are going to the multiverse. It practically writes itself. With that Disney Plus short they recently showed and all the properties Disney has, it's rich for satire and Simpsonizing. That's true. Maybe they could go back to when it was good and compare Homers. Maybe. Uh, from Casey, if the movie would be the ending of the series, it would be fun to see a future-driven plot like Holidays of Future Past. You'd have Bart and Lisa's kids taking part in a classic Bart and Lisa storyline, maybe akin to the day the, di- the day the violence died. Something super nostalgic, but with the grandkids in the kids' place. And should they like to continue the series, they could have a fresh start being aged up. But that would be interesting. Uh, from Timothy, at first I thought maybe really go through with that old idea of making Camp Krusty a movie. But after seeing what they did with the season 28 sequel, Camp Krusty or not so much. I definitely like Casey Willie's idea, but a fun alternative would be to take a totally bleak film like Fury Road, parody the hell out of it, and just kill off the entire cast so only Bart and Lisa remain. That would end the show. Well, yeah, if they're the only ones left alone. <laughs> uh, from Derek, I'd want a narrative with a good antagonist and a storyline that features Springfield prominently. Oddly, these are elements of the first film, but the strange decision to push the central villain and the Springfield residents to the sidelines really hampered the film and contributed to it feeling unfocused and disjointed. I think a second movie should look to Marge versus the monorail and Bart's inner child for inspiration. Those episodes had elements of parody and social satire, included the full roster of characters while still giving meaty roles to our main protagonists. What's something insidious and self-serving that suckers people in the 21st century in the way Bart, Brad Goodman did in the 90s? What I want is a classic episode in a big, grand movie format. That's a good point. That, that would be really great just to have a, an episode that's like, what's some trend that takes over Springfield that this family has to fight against? Uh, from Tim, I have a fairly basic idea. Have some incident caused Mary Quinn to be removed from office and have Marge take over the role. Yes, they did that in the teen years, but very poorly. A movie would allow the writers to fully flush out the plot. The bulk of Springfield's population could be involved at one point or another. And the climax could be some sort of mayoral convention, complete with guest stars, possibly even actual mayors. Never happened, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from Benjamin, I would like to see them do a time travel movie along the lines of Back to the Future, where we see Springfield at different times and characters in a familiar but different setting. Oh, that would be good. Uh, from Lauren, I would have a movie starting with The Simpsons now, then age them through the movie, most Disney movies, uh, anyone. You can either stop with Bart and Lisa in their teens or early 20s, or go until Bart is 36, Lisa 34, and Maggie is 27. Homer and Marge are now in their 60s. I like the latter because Bart is either married or divorced with kids, Lisa is single, 30 single ladies unite, and Maggie's in a relationship. The movie starts the beginning of a new status quo. It gives the writers a chance to evolve and create a lot more content. You can flip between the kids and their issues to Homer and Marge, having to adjust being middle-aged and retired. It also allows for the show to become more relatable to different people and a lot more chances for new characters. A lot of people want to age everyone up. Uh, I mean, if, up, if make... it takes them doing another movie to do it, finally, eh, I'll take it. Yeah. But that's what it takes. For real. Uh, from Hoffa, make the worst episode they've ever made into a 90-minute romp, and that episode is Homer's Odyssey. Oh, Hoffa, why do you hate us so much? Oh, <laughs> Uh, from Andy, we go into the future and the characters actually age. Bart, Lisa, and their friends and neighbors return for a funeral. It could be Skinner or Krusty, someone that would have had influence on their lives. They'll get together at a park and essentially have a reunion. We see the success and failures of the individual characters. You can have the characters reflect on fond memories they had together, and they could use old show clips as callbacks. And in the end, they all promise to meet up again in five years. If not, do a movie totally dedicated to Otto. It would be a combination of Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke and Half-Baked. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. 
Uh, I would still love to see that uh, from at Wastecast. Considering the Disney acquisition, my guess is something that helps promote the that branding synergy. So probably a crossover parody musical spoofing classic Disney with a plot borrowing elements from Marvel or Star Wars. But if I had to say in it, I kind of want to see another whodunit in the vein of Who Shot Mr. Burns, but with a Treehouse of Horror vibe to it. Vague, but I need more time to think of something specific. Hmm, whodunits are always good. Uh, from Matt, yes, it's Aaron. Something in the vein of 22 short films, where we see the lives of some of the classic guest characters. Winona Ryder, Meryl Streep, Winona Ryder, Meryl Streep, Michelle Pfeiffer, at all come back. Either that or a Lisa musical. Uh, from at DMD Xbox, Homer dies and Marjorie marries, and the plot will follow Bart and how he adjusts to a new dad. A big shot politician and has a better relationship than he had with Homer and has to try and be a good student, but can't seem to be a good son, so has to move to Washington, D.C. Wow, that one's totally out of left field. I like it. Uh, from Matt Mikeskowski, I would love to see something big that reinstates Apu as a character on the show. I don't know how they would do it or if they have the ability to be humble and acknowledge and move on in a meaningful way, but I can dream. Oh, we can all dream. Uh, from Matt Tyler, TMC, big Terminator parody. Oh man, the Simpsons could really do that well. Uh, from Matt Brian J. Field, into the Simpsons verse. Have the characters somehow have to collect items from all the best classic episodes and work together to save future Springfield. Also, there's a talking pie. <laughs> Oh, and here's some pictures of the time machine. Robbie, what is your response? Okay, man, buckle up. Okay. All right. So my complaint with Big... I've already said it. My complaint with this movie, my biggest complaint above everything else, is not enough Springfield. And it's too much... Oh, we have a guest villain. And, you know, most of the characters that we I love take a back seat. We don't see very much of them. And I... Don't know. I don't think this is a movie that would ever get made, <laughs> but this is my movie. So <laughs> this is my plot. I, that's the question I asked your plot. So this would focus more on the, the on Springfield and on the family. Also, it has some meta elements, a la Homer's enemy, where one Bob sideshow Bob gets out of prison again. Okay. Uh, we can. You can again. All this stuff is up in the air. How long it would take to get to certain places? But I, I broke, I broke down it in story beats. So Bob shows up. Um, Bart obviously and the family does not trust Bob. They probably shouldn't at this point, but they don't trust Bob, and uh, they start things start going wrong with the family. They don't know why, you know, and they they're trying to figure it. And not just Bart. Every all, every single one of them things start messing up with their lives. Like, you know, things break like, a, and maybe like, it doesn't even have to be that they're trying to get killed, but big things keep getting in the way of things they want. Maybe Homer is going to get a promotion, but then something falls apart at the last second. And they, all of them think it's Bob. Uh, Bob has wants revenge on them for all the times that they've thwarted him. Um, and this is all act one, basically. This is all the the first half third of the movie where Bob shows up, problems are having happening, um, and they go let's say to finally confront Bob about what they they narrowed it down. It has to be Bob, even Lisa. You know, we can have Lisa in there as like, no, she's smart, she knows, she thinks it's Bob. They go to pinpoint it on Bob, and they find Bob dead. Bob's been murdered. Um, dun 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 dun. And then they get framed for it. They look guilty. They look like they did it. Um, so family goes to jail or maybe some of the family goes to jail. You know, you can we can play around with this, but they go to jail uh, while Bob's dead. Um, clearly, they didn't do it. Who did it? Why? So we had a whodunit. And that idea was brought up. And I like I wanted the idea of like the, a lot of the best Simpsons episodes are whodunits. Give me a whodunit. But with Bob, um, we're kind of reverse 
Bob episode because Bob's dead. Um, maybe, and then I would say Bob returns, or at least someone who looks a lot like Bob in disguise, maybe visits them in jail. Uh, and then the, the, we have the family break out of jail and try to figure out why they were framed, who framed them, why is Bob doing this, et cetera, et cetera. And I think they would eventually get to the point where they realize it's not one person that framed them. The whole town framed them. Ooh, I like that. The whole town framed the Simpsons because everyone is tired of them. And I think this is where, and they have to spin out. And this is like a, this is kind of, I think this, the closest comparison I think of is like the last episode of Seinfeld where the entire, every single character ran through. We this, the Seinfeld cast ran through. They all come back and are like, you guys are terrible. Like, of course we hate you. Yes. You're monsters. Um, which I think is that episode was hated at the time, but it's aged very well. A lot of people like it now. Um, I think we do a similar thing. I don't know. How, I don't really have a good ending for it yet because I don't. That's not an ending. That's a that's a reveal that would lead to an ending, and I don't know what that would be. Um, but it's like ninety percent of the way there, and that's enough for me. Uh, Matt, what is your answer? Honestly, I really enjoy the episodes where the town is turned against itself. Uh, so I would come up with some conflict, uh, realistic or not, that causes the town to turn on itself where you get two big groups, uh, kind of like Tale of Two Springfields. Uh, but we would get the uh, the conflict uh, from the view of a lot of people in Springfield. And the hard part would come up with a good reason to split the town. Uh, I personally would not want it to be something along the lines of, oh, um, I uh, – uh, it's something real. It's, I, I don't want to be on political lines or something like that. Maybe technological lines for some reason. I mean, if uh, you want to Maple uh, versus something kind of thing. I mean, I would, you just make it a very, like you make it something as stupid as possible, Matt. Like you just like <laughs> the, I think the dumber it is, it would be better. Like if it, you oh, don't yeah. want it to be a real issue, then you make it the dumbest thing that people honestly do. Like it could be like, Oh, how we eat our cereal or, you know, like something or something like that, you know, like, oh, I pour milk in first and then pour cereal on top versus the other way around. Yeah, something something stupid trivial. like that. Something and trivial, trivial, incredibly trivial. And we get to see it from multiple points of view. And in the end, what brings them together is them hating the Simpsons. I really like the idea of the town hating the Simpsons and realizing, that, oh, we have a common enemy here. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's not the Simpsons. Maybe it's like Mr. Burns or something. Mr. Burns is like, aha, you'll never have steel again because I've quartered the market, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't. The plot, honestly, isn't the most important thing. It is again, it's just a skeleton that we hang the character jokes on. So yeah. it can be as simple as like, oh yeah, let's we unite the town. And like, I like the reason I have Bob as a villain. I think the same reason you'd have Burns as a villain because like. That is a, the Simpsons answer. You know, like, what are the villains of the Simpsons? Burns and then Bob. Those are the two big villains. And then Homer. Right. <laughs> yeah, Homer's kind of a big one lately. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want Homer to be the villain anymore. I'm, I'm tired of that because the problem that we get to in this part of the movie and most of the movie in general and the teen years is that Homer is not a human being. He's... A, a force of nature he's a god and if you want to have him that way that's great but that's not how you portray him you, you can't have it both ways it's one or the other and i hate that <laughs> uh next week's question what is your most heartwarming homer marge moment uh obviously here we have the the the, the uh the, the julie gavner speech about the, the heartbreaking and all that stuff um 
obviously Homer. Spoilers: Homer and Marge get back together at the end of the movie. Uh, next week's question: What is your most heartwarming what? Homer and Marge moment? I'll post this question on our social media uh, on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And uh, the question is also on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Matt and I can move on to our next segment this time, once again, for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I. Each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, one hard, uh, and try and stump the other. Uh, Matt is a terrible monster. And uh, I got no points last week. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I went a lot easier this week, which I think so. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> when our view, when our when our listeners met, when they're they're like, Matt, man, you're mean. You're just so mean to Robbie. <laughs> I think. It, yes, I'm a monster. How awful of me. I mean, I your wife literally texted me this week saying you are a monster. Like literally, those were this. I'm that's <laughs> not that's not me paraphrasing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. She sure. listened to the episode when I when I uh, when I appealed to her, her you know her sense of uh, injustice after you said you don't like hot chocolate because you're some kind of crazy person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "All right, just for that, I'm going to start this week. <laughs> okay, you're go ahead. sit down and you're going to take it. That's fine. All right, all right. Your first, your easy question: What minor league sport does Buck Mitchell play? In Margin Homer, turn a couple play. That'd be baseball. You would be correct. You can get the fact that that's minor league, and the title is hey, about turning a couple play. There are. I mean, I know the titles don't mean that much anymore. There are other. There are minor leagues in other sports. There are, but who else does any, any of those minor leagues? Um, you, you know, hey, like minor league hockey. Don't do you, you want me to talk? About, let's talk about the AHL and the ECHL. And do you want to keep going? Q the QMJHL. You want to talk um, about that? Yeah, we can stop now. No. Or the USHL? I don't think they exist anymore. They did once upon a time. They think they 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 dissolved. Mm-hmm. Um, your easy question, Matt. This this is this is from a little little old episode called Cape Fear. Oh no! Well, no one knows about this one. It's not our like third best episode ever or something. No. Uh, your question: The Simpsons moved to what town in Cape Fear? Uh oh oh god no hold on hold on hold on. Hold on. Why am I blanking? I know the a town, but it's it's uh I believe it's Terror Lake, isn't it? You are correct. Okay. For some reason, Crater Lake popped <laughs> in my head. I'm like that is obviously Crater Lake. not right. Yeah, they moved to Crater Lake. Man. <laughs> I, had to, I had to like replay the FBI agent's voice of the other towns. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Anyway, mm-hmm. your medium question: What is the name of the chimp that kidnaps Bart in Bart Has Two Mommies? <laughs> <sighs> I hear Matt. I'll say this. I at least remember that happening. <laughs> there, that's good. This is this is from season seventeen. I'm working my way backwards. Yeah, back I, until I, we get to a season you have uh, memory of. I mean, I have memory of this. I remember this. I just I don't remember the name of the monkey. Uh, but I do really. This now just makes me think of the question we got asked about how we how I hate monkeys. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> um, Copernicus. Oh, I'm sorry, it's toot toot. I think you remember that because it's a fart joke. You guys, this can't be serious. His name is toot toot. That can't be right. Her name is toot toot, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misgendered the monkey. Uh, her name is toot toot. And I guess, and I guess Copernicus. Okay. In Kate Fear, 
we see McBain's TV show. What is the name of McBain's TV show? Oh, um, it's a talk show, not his normal. Yeah, the talk show. Um, isn't it up late with McBain? You are correct. Oh wow, that seemed way too easy. I was like, "There's no way it's that simple." <laughs> Maybe it's just what the guy said. I was also thinking of "Let's Get Silly," but that's his movie where he does stand-up comedy in front of a brick wall. <laughs> okay, what's my hard question? One hundred eighty million dollars. Uh, your hard question: How many wives does Abe's brother Cyrus have in Simpsons Christmas Stories? Three. Fifteen native wives on Tahiti. <sighs> Why you why you do things like that, man? I mean, I really only feel like the hard question was really hard. I I thought for sure you'd know toot toot. It's a fart joke, Matt. Don't mm-hmm. you need to you need to learn? Okay, you get your you know your expect <laughs> you know how high you need to think about your expectations for how smart I am. Okay, when I imagine whatever you think they are, fifty percent lower at least. I'm the, I am okay. not a okay. I'm not not at least in this like season 17 trivia okay okay you're a hard question matt how many different letters does bob send bart oh god uh laid out on the table yep yeah laid on the table i'm gonna say 11 11 different letters 11 different letters yes and one from homer <laughs> it says i kill you scum <laughs> does say that matt mm-hmm. here is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the facts, and I'll let you decide, okay? Uh-huh. So Bob sends Bart 13 letters. 13 letters, okay. But two of there are two two pairs that are duplicates. They're the same. So oh. there's two of them that say, die, 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 and two that say, die, Bart, die. At least from what I can make okay. out, you know, with low-resolution television captures. <laughs> so that yeah. would make it 11 different letters, technically. Okay. So I'm going to give you two points. Well, that's very generous of you. I, I would say one point, to be quite frank. I mean, that was a straight-up guess, so I have no idea. I, I, I did not realize at all that I would get I that. gave you so two I, points, I Matt. I am, I am the, okay. I'm the trivia master here. I decide the, how many points you get. Arbiter. All right. All right. Fair enough. I wrote it down I specifically. I don't want you to whine to me later. No, I'm not going to. I'm not whining about me giving you points. I worry about you giving me questions that are literally impossible for me to answer, Mr. Sar- Sergeant Fatso Judson. Um, <laughs> I wrote it down literally 13 total, 11 different. And I asked how many different letters does Bob send Bart? Okay. So you said the okay. answer. I'll give you two points. If you had both numbers, I would have given you three. Okay. It's a trick question okay. a little bit. It's a little bit of a trick question. Um, Matt is destroying me this so far, this season. So that's good. It's fine. Maybe we can. I don't. I don't care at this point. Um, but we have Matt has also decided on the episode we're going to do a commentary track on after his win last season. Would you like to reveal to the people what episode we're doing, Matt? All right. Well, I figured last time I picked one of the worst episodes that wouldn't cause Robbie to cry. This time I have picked Robbie's favorite episode, Homer's Enemy. We're going to let Robbie gush for a while. It's the only commentary track that's going to be three hours long because it's going to keep going after. We're like, pause. We got to talk. Pause. We got to talk. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to pause. It won't be. It will be half hour probably. But we'll we'll uh, record that once in a few ne- next one of the probably after we're done with the movie we'll get we'll record a commentary track for Homer's Enemy. I'm not upset about that. Unsurprisingly, I'm um, be excited to talk about Homer's Enemy. Um, but that's it for the No Google Trivia Challenge. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we every single episode. It's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. 
Best episode ever is the part of the show where we rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, much like last week, we're not going to put the movie, the second part of the movie, anywhere in the list, but we will think about it and decide where we would put it as a little thought experiment. Um, I would say it's pretty high. I, I think it's better than the it's better than the first part, Matt. I would agree. Um, it's more interesting. There's a lot more character development. The first part of the movie was kind of just a lot of jokes and, and setting up the premise for the movie. Uh, this episode, we get to see some actual fallout uh, from what happened, and that makes it more interesting. Is I guess the best I can say. But I mean, yes. last week, where did we end up putting part one? Uh, I believe it was right above 24 minutes. I think we wanted it or right below okay. 24 minutes. I believe one of the, Somewhere I think it was right there. below 24 minutes is where we ended up with it. Um, I think it's better than that. I, I like, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. Like, yes, there is that. I think the, the Inuit stuff, the medicine woman stuff brings it down. Um, if that wasn't there, this would be higher. Um, but the Tom Hanks, I cannot, that Tom Hanks stuff is <laughs> so funny. Um, and Julie Kavner's performance is so good. Uh, I think it moves it up pretty farewell amount. Um, I think this probably pops it in a lot of the Homer stuff. Homer's like, sure. He is a buffoon in this, but this is a little bit. I mean, we've had, uh, like later season episodes where that's the case. I mean, if you look at like, um, days of wine and dozies that had a good bit of Homer in it, uh, acting kind of like this and that's number 117 yeah but i mean i like i don't necessarily like the the homer dope dopiness in this is a little bit more understandable and it works better with the constructs of like the stuff like in that first the first part of the movie like homer is just like they focus a lot about homer how homer really is strangling bart all the time and you're like okay Mm -hmm. it doesn't work guys um i would put this i think here, this is, I, I'm going to just say a number, Matt. I think this is the number where I I would put it right now. I would put okay. it 98. 90. Okay, that puts it right around where the president wore pearls, uh, below a streetcar named Mars, but higher than Boy Scouts in the Hood. I think you just have something against Sergeant Fatso Jetson and From Here to Eternity. So? What do you... <laughs> so? And? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. All right. Um, But I was actually looking in a very similar spot because, I mean, the Mansion family, which... I have gone on record as not liking nearly as much as you did, but I feel like that is a pretty good comparison to this because you've got the family, the whole family, but especially Homer acting kind of wacky, but you also have not a lot of heart, but you have characters acting like themselves. And it's a really interesting contrast between the two. So I mean, the president of War Pearls is a musical, Robbie, but it's above a musical. It's a season 15 musical episode, not like, I don't, it's <laughs> not right, like you're th- right. It's not, this is not, uh, uh, like I'm trying to like it's like it's below streetcar named Marge and I like like if you like pretty sure all the best musical episodes of the Simpsons are well above um well above this um I think it's better than I think the the Julie Kavner and the Tom Hanks scene put this above that but it above President War Pearls I was basically just looking at like the high like season 12 we have a season 12 episode trilogy of error this is not as good a trilogy of error um Homer, like I was, Homer the Bat is number ninety. It's this is that is better than this. Like Bart gets an elephant, a streetcar named Marge. I can't put those. I can't put the this part of the movie above that. Not with that Inuit woman, that poor plot device. Um, I don't know. President War War Pearls has a lot of plot holes in it, and I don't think it's any. That's true. 
and sure, this movie also has many plot holes in it, which we've already t- discussed, but it does have... There's not a single scene in President War Pearls that is as funny as that Tom Hanks movie, the Tom Hanks commercial, or <laughs> as heart-touching <laughs> as the Julie Kavner scene, okay? So I'm going to look at the highs and try and balance it out with the lows. So that's my defense. That's fair why I put it enough. above President War Pearls. I would agree. Um, I mean, when you put it next to Boy Scouts in the Hood, there's some fairly lame stuff in there, but right above that is a streetcar named Marge, which... I still am not sure how it's this low. I mean, it goes to show just how good the episodes above it are. Um, because when you don't want to talk about a great musical episode, that is that is it. Uh, and you, you've got Homer. It's actually very comparable to this because you've got Homer acting like a complete jerk through the first half and realizing that he has to do something towards the end. And it does it better in 22 minutes somehow than this whole movie does. But, you know, it's still really, really good. Well, Homer's not a Homer's a human in a streetcar named March. No. no, that's right. Yeah, there's other. There's probably if we rewatch Street Hardy Marge, there I could easily justify why it's at number ninety seven. Is not a bad if you're in the top one hundred, no, you're doing great. Like all these episodes, I'd wa- I'd watch every single one of these episodes again on a on a on a drop of a dime. Like there's not I no hesitation to be like, oh yeah, let's watch it again. That's great. You know, no hesitation. Uh, maybe a little bit of hesitation one one hundred through two hundred, and then anything under two hundred, be like, eh, maybe another three hundred. Never again. Never watching those episodes ever again unless I'm forced to. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but would watch this again. Yeah, we are. I'll watch the movie again in my life. I'm sure I will. Um, so that's it for best episode ever. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're going to do part three next week, and then start it after that with season nineteen. Um, before we go, you can find me, you can find us us on the website, thesimpsonshow.com has links to everything uh, we do on there, our Twitter, our RSS feed, our Patreon, if you want to help out the show, help uh, pay for hosting, we appreciate you, uh, help pay for Matt and Robbie, our, your two lovely hosts for their time, we'd love that too. Um, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, it's my, those are my name, that's my name, you search my name, you'll find all the stuff. Um, my website is all the stuff that I do podcasts and books. I have, no, I have nine books out nine. There'll be 10 soon. 10's coming guys. My um, goodness. my goodness. But then my newest novel is called what dwells beneath the waves. It's about a, uh, it's a Carl Heisen meets HP Lovecraft in the Florida keys as a journalist tries to stop a Eldritch cultist, Florida man from destroying the world. You should go buy it. It's real good. Uh, it's a, uh, there's a hurricane to come and you gotta watch out for those hurricanes. Um, you really, really do. But you can buy all my books there. You should just do that. Just buy all my books. Buy my books. Um, also, YouTube now, uh, you can, there's a, there'll be a link in the show notes. You can go subscribe to me there. I really appreciate you doing that. There's writing advice. Uh, my most recent uh, YouTube video is me just outlining a novel. So it gives you a, a, a glimpse into my process, and hopefully it'll help you out. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. It's true. I have no time. I am constantly taking care of kittens. In this case, six of the most adorable little grabies, because Robbie hates that word for some reason, uh, and who will be ready for adoption soon. Uh, so if you want to see them grow up, uh, we haven't even got them their ties yet. They haven't been fitted for their ties. They're still in the slacker early phase of being kitten turns. Uh, but eventually they will earn their ties and be ready to go on to big kitten jobs. Um, but if you want to see them, you can check out kitten turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and see how adorable they are. And if you want one, maybe you too could get one here. This I'm going to lay it out, Matt. Kittens are uh-huh. cute. All right. No arguments. Uh-huh. They're adorable. They are. They're just so cute. I don't need you gussying them up. Okay. 
I, I, I agree. <laughs> gussing them up. I agree. It's, it's trying to be, of... You're trying to be cute. You're trying to be cute. Like, they're no, already cute. No, I'm not. I'm trying to differentiate between the dozens of litters. Do you know how many kittens my wife has fostered at this point that hundreds, I have assisted with? Probably hundreds. Uh, 140-something, I believe. That's this a lot. This is how I say, oh, this is the crew that's mostly gray. You could just that's say – faster gr- way of saying you, it. Grabies is two syllables. Gray kittens is three syllables. Matt, I think you'll survive if you say gray kittens. That is a 50% extra time. <laughs> Some, okay. Uh, to the people listening to this at Matt's funeral, because I've played it, this is a perfect <laughs> demonstration of who Matt is, where he goes, uh-huh. I can save 50% of, the time, 50% of my time saying grabies instead of gray kittens. Or even gray cats. Hey, same amount of syllables. Yeah, exactly. But they're not babies, so you know. You know what you're talking about when you say you're a cat's man. You're fostering cats. You know what they are. You don't need to, like, presage. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Creepies. Shh.